0: I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I am joined as always by my good friend, my pal from St. Agnes down there in Rockville Center, Frank Alasia. Frank, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay, Deacon. How's everything? everything is great. The subject for today's conversation is enter through the narrow gate or strive to enter through the narrow gate. That's the response by Jesus to a question in St. Luke's gospel raised by someone in the crowd. Lord, will only a few people be saved? Now, he doesn't answer that question directly. Instead, he uses it to teach his followers and us, you know, to move them and us out of our comfort zone and get us focused on what we need to do. So start us off, Frank, how do we think about this narrow gate? Yeah, I think he's saying, in other words, don't worry about how many you're going to
1: get through. Just make sure that you do everything possible to get through that gate. Right. But the interesting thing here is in Jerusalem, there were many gates, the fathers of the church tell us. And and those with many possessions needed to go through the wide gates because they couldn't fit through the narrow gates with all the things that they were attached to. Only the poor who had little in way of worldly goods could enter through that narrow gate. You know, they were storing up, you know, the ones who were storing up treasures here won't fit through that narrow gate. So I think that's an interesting point.
0: Yeah. And scripture, of course, the New Testament gospels bear that out. I mean, there are several references, but in Matthew, he says, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And when he says that, his disciples say, well, then who can be saved? And earlier on in Matthew, he says, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. So entry into the kingdom of God, I mean, according to the words of our Lord, through this narrow gate, apparently, uh, is not for everybody. No, it's not. And the problem, I think, with most of us today is that
1: everybody thinks they're going to be one of those few. What's interesting to me is what the people say later in the gospel and how Jesus responds. But we ate and drank with you and you taught in our streets, they said. Then Jesus says, I do not know where you are from. Depart from me, you (coughs) evildoers. Now, remember, he's talking to the Jews of our time. But the message is really relevant today, because if you think about it, it's like, you know, Catholics saying, well, I fulfill my Sunday obligation and I receive communion on Sunday, that doesn't mean that we're in. Jesus doesn't want just the exterior holiness. He wants holiness that's rooted in our heart and soul and live. You know, external conformity with law is not enough
0: is what he's saying. That law must be put into action. True enough. I mean, I'm sure, though, he's pleased with us if we're receiving him daily in communion. But he tells us, don't concern yourself with who can be saved don't judge another person's life, lest we be judged. It's not up to us to decide or even have an opinion about who goes to heaven. He speaks to each of us and says, you strive to enter the narrow gate. You know, we shouldn't fall into a mindset of self-satisfaction. For example, if we're doing good works, or as you say, daily, communica- uh, daily uh, communion, we should be careful not to say to ourselves, I'm in good shape for eternal life with God, but always ask ourselves, what can I do today to help or serve or indeed to keep striving until the end. Exactly, and I think the saints
1: were the great examples of this. You know, They didn't sit around saying, you know, I'm okay, you're okay. They didn't think they were good. They were too busy doing good. When you look at a Mother uh, Teresa who, who dragged an estimated, I mean, 25,000 sick and dying men and women off the streets of Calcutta, or Padre Pio heard mm-hmm. confessions up to 14 hours a day I mean, the saints, you know, they don't, they didn't fly to heaven. They walked step by step. And I think that, you know, when you look at it, it's like, it's like when we buy a new car, right. And you see, there's a, it gets a scratch that becomes our only focus. The whole car is fine, but we're focused on that scratch. That's how the saints look at the littlest offense against God, the smallest venial sin, that's what they, that's what they focus on. That's what they want to eradicate. So they're they're just great examples for us.
0: Yeah. And even as a lowly deacon, I mean, I'm an ordained minister. This gospel speaks to me, and it says that my task is the same as every other intentional disciple, which is to avoid any judgment about anyone else's salvation worthiness and to keep striving to do God's will every day. I mean, I love it in John, you know, I quoted it at the beginning, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. I mean, he's not only the good shepherd, of course, he's the gate itself through which we, his sheep, pass into green pastures. And of course, it is through him and with him and in him that we are saved. But I'll, I'm, I'm looking over at you as a guy who goes to church every day, but does this gospel move you at all about the narrow gate? yeah it, it
1: absolutely does. And Aquinas once again says it says it best, and this is why we have to be careful. Those who are saved are in the minority. And I think what it what it says to me Jesus is saying, don't be presumptuous. Don't be presumptuous. We have to we have to cooperate with the grace that He gives us in order to be saved. You know when we cooperate with that grace by keeping his commandments, by going out of our way for others, you know, by not doing the silly little things like gossiping, be a faithful spouse. Look, we all know what we have to do, but we get caught up in worldly pleasures and the shiny toys, right? We have to be watchful. That's what Jesus is telling us.
0: Yeah. And, you know, part of our discipleship, of course, is the mercy that we receive from God. But when someone hurts us, we're taught to pray for them and not want them to go to hell. We pray for them so that God will bless them. And forgive them, make them holy, and, uh, just as we ourselves wish to be made holy through our prayers and through our lives. So we acknowledge that not everyone will enter through the narrow gate through Jesus, but as a church, we pray for everyone in the world. I mean, on Good Friday, we pray for, quote, all those who do not know God. Uh, and in the chaplet of divine mercy, we pray to our, our eternal Father in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. So we got to keep striving. Yeah, my, I mean, we we don't hear enough about
1: hell or the devil, you know, and, and he's happy about that because he wants us to keep believing that anybody and everybody is going to heaven. But, you know, if you go to any funeral and listen to how many people are being canonized, you know, all or, or you hear is they're looking down from heaven at us now, you know, don't be sucked into that. That indifference, that lukewarmness that it really doesn't matter because it does. It's it's all about it,
0: eternity, right? Yeah, people don't want to think about it. They don't want no. to think about no. the possibility of, of hell. So they don't think about it at all, or they assume that everybody's just gonna make it somehow. But yeah. but again, the gospel says it gives us specific instructions, Frank. Why don't you wrap it up for us? Yeah, my hope
1: is in the mercy of Jesus. Don't expect to be saved by your own goodness. You know, Jesus wants us to be with him forever in heaven. And and that's why we must strive to do his will, to know him better, and to get through that narrow gate.
0: Well, Frank, when you get through there, don't forget about me. Okay. Look back. All right. Pray for me. I will, don't not. I will be praying for you. Guaranteed. Thanks, man. All right, folks. Don't forget to like us and follow us and send us an email Catholic conversation at gmail.com. That's A N Y Catholic Conversation at gmail.com. Frank, I love you a lot. Take care. Okay. I'll talk to you next week. God bless. Thanks, Deacon.